Hey everyone, I'm Sarah James, a beauty blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about two women trying to tackle better self-care. We are both of the opinion that self-care is important, and yet we find it elusive. And while we may have all the info we need, we don't always get there. From the silly to the serious, we are taking a vulnerable yet humorous look at body, mind, and spirit. And maybe a touch of the random, all while looking at the distractions and defenses that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. Hey guys, all right, well, the holidays are afoot, and today we are talking about how to stay sane over the holidays, which may sound trite, but I am finding it difficult. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like... Hashtag first world problems, but for real. Um, For real. We're we're so close. We're so close. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's compounding. The pressure. Yeah. It's compounding. It's a lot. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. So we're going to talk about it in a second, but just wanted to check in. Sarah, how has your self-care been over the last week? Um, It's, well, you know, just trying to hang in there like you are. Just trying to hang in there (laughs) with all the like, you know. You're you're a cat poster hanging on the toilet right now, basically. (laughs) Yes, totally. So um, besides all of the holiday stuff, um, you know, end of the year, just trying to stay afoot, keep everything together with my health stuff. You know, it's like everyone does mm-hmm. that kind of mad rush to the end before, you know, insurance and all that stuff. So, yeah. oh gosh. Um, anyway, so uh, I just scheduled a colonoscopy and a, um, what do you call the one that goes down the your mouth? The EGD, endo, Endo, yeah. Endo, endoscopy. Endoscopy. Yeah, so I'm going to, um, I asked them, would you mind if I waited till after the holidays to do that? Because I might have to just uh, take a deep breath and then do it. But yeah. Yeah. Why are you doing this now? Well, so I, well, I finally saw that everyone has been along my, my, my three-month-long issue with the indigestion weird feeling in my chest that has miraculously disappeared. Don't have it anymore. Oh, of course. Of yeah. course. Just it's right gone now that you're trying to treat it. Oh, right. Just you know, just in time for that appointment that I had to wait two months for to get into this specific GI. So I did meet with her. I told her everything. I told her it's not it's not bothering me anymore. And she said, that's fantastic. I think I might want to do a scope just to make sure since you had it for such a long period of time, um, just to check. And I said, yeah. And then she was looking over my history. And I have quite um, I have quite a history of uh, colon and rectal cancer in my family. In fact, both of my paternal grandparents had it. And oh, yeah. So she was like, you're 44. It's probably a good idea to um, just do the colonoscopy and maybe put you on like a five-year plan. So... Now I've already had a colonoscopy before, so this is you not. Have. Oh Why? yeah, <laughs> for this because of this because of the family history. Um. Yes. Well, can I tell you a story? I'll tell you a story. Oh. This is this is my. Who doesn't want a story about colonoscopies? <laughs> yes, the answer is yes. Okay, so this is my holiday gift to you, Kristen. When I was in my 20s and I lived in Chicago, I was a pharmaceutical rep and I basically had like the worst IBS with diarrhea. I essentially like with diarrhea every day of my life. Which Wait, is this in college? This was in my mid-20s. So after college. You know what's so weird is I had that 
in college. I think the it's same thing. It's totally an anxiety, don't you think? Totally. It's, yes. Um, and yep. then it just becomes like a crazy cycle. Anyway. Yes. So I was having it terribly. Um, and I was a pharmaceutical rep at the time. I was just stressed out with work. I had just moved to Chicago with my boyfriend. You know, it's Dustin. We obviously we weren't married yet, but we went from having a long-term relationship. I mean, a, a long-distance relationship, and then moved in together in a new city. <laughs> I did not know this. Oh yes, yes, that's intense. Oh yeah. So we had that where I was living with my boyfriend. You know, th- that's just in itself just makes that me you hadn't like, spend like day to day time with. No, it. you hadn't had that. No. Oh gosh, no. We were just having like weekend, you know, weekend little meetups, whatever. And then I had a pretty high stress pharmaceutical sales job, and yeah, so it was like the wheels were falling off. I was in my t- mid twenties. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna be like that whole thing? Anyway, so I actually sold a GI drug. So I called on gastroenterologists and um, at Northwestern Hospital in uh, off Michigan Avenue in Chicago. So I, I like had the best specialists kind of at my fingertips because I saw them every day in, day out. And this was like the biggest mistake I've ever made. But I decided to go to one of them because I knew it was, you know, a nice man, very smart. I'm like, well, I'm going to mm-hmm. get in with this guy, which is, sure. you know, you know, now looking back, it's like, why Why would I do that with a someone that is going to possibly look up my anus? Someone that I, I, I like, you know, like call on, like I actually have, you know, a relationship with. I take them to lunch. Oh, yeah. That's like going oh, to a gynecologist yes. that you know. No, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's rough. And it's a male, you know, it's not. So anyway, so he's like, well, you know, with the history of your colon cancer in your family, we probably, and you've been having this horrible diarrhea for months, we probably need to do a colonoscopy on you. And I said, fine. So I did the whole prep and, you know, I didn't think much of it. I mean, I knew what he was going to do, but I just was like, you know, this guy does these all day long, whatever. But I mean, he was still one of my like favorite doctors to see. I you know, it just it just was such a bad idea. So anyway, I go in for the procedure. They put me under, they sedate me. And then <laughs> after it was done, um, I'm like coming to and he comes in to check on me. And I'm just <laughs> feeling kind of like obviously bloated and weird. And he said, Sarah, I just want to let you know, you know, we've had to like <laughs> pump some air into you for the, you know, to do the scope properly. So you're probably going to have some residual gas. <laughs> and literally, as he says the worst, <laughs> the word gas, all of a sudden it's like, And I'm like, and it won't stop. It would not stop, oh Kristen. It just kept on going. It was like four minutes long. And I'm just looking at him like with these like this look of just despair in my eyes because I cannot close my butt. <laughs> like I cannot close. I'm like, clinch, clinch the sphincter, clinch the sphincter. Oh my but it gosh. wouldn't. So I literally just let out like a five minute long fart while he just stands there. And it's like, he just did he there. laugh or he just stood there? <laughs> He smirked. I mean, I think he knew just how incredibly embarrassed I was. I had to go into his office the next week to like do a lunch for his staff. And I'm just looking at him like, oh, my God, it was so mortifying. And by the way, when Dustin drove me home from that procedure, I literally farted the entire way home. It just, it just, it just I mean, it's like a nonstop just gas it just for like 30 minutes. 
Oh, my God. It was the most. Oh, this is the best story ever. Oh, yeah. So Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. <laughs> I um, only called on that guy for a short time after. Thankfully, I got my drug changed. So I was like, it was just mortifying every single time I saw him. But oh, anyway, totally. now I know what to expect. And I have a female GI this time. So if I have to, like, unleash the farts on her I, and I don't call on her, I just it hopefully, well, it won't hopefully be as bad. you don't know her and work with her. Oh, Kristen, it was so – it's probably one of the most mortifying things that ever happened to me in my lifetime. Oh. I mean – and it was just like right when he said gas. He said gas. And I – let me – oh, good this times. This is a delight. This anyway, is a delight. So I'm really looking forward to my next colonoscopy. I can't <laughs> wait. Oh, brother. So, it, you know, what's – so we can offer some useful information to our <laughs> listeners. Okay. When should we get a colonoscopy? Like if you don't have the family history, I know like mammograms kind of like magic age is 40. Right. When's, do I need a colonoscopy? No. 50. Okay. 50 is kind 50. of the magic number if you don't have a history of it. Okay. Um, but if you do have a history, you should do it a little earlier. And do you? And then do you do it every year, like a mammogram? No, or is no, it like, no, no, no. I think no. it's. I think it can almost be every five to ten years. Like she told me with my history okay. that I would be a five-year plan. So every five years, I don't even think my. Like I know my dad's had several since his parents both had, cancer. But um, my mom. I only think my mom. My mom's only had like two, and she's almost seventy. Interesting. So yeah. So you don't have to do that yet, but I okay. will I will hold your hand through it because I'm telling you the worst part besides the like flatulence afterwards is the prep because you know you've got to clear you've got to clear the bowel before you go in so you have to take this stuff like 2 days before and like do an enema kind of thing. It's yeah, an enema plus like this drink that you t that just literally clears you out to where you have nothing but Ooh. stomach bile. Oh, gosh. But Kristen, I've... Have I ever told you that before both my children, I gave myself an enema when I went into labor so that I wouldn't poop on the table? No, but of course you did. <laughs> so literal definition of anal. Like, I just really didn't want to poop on the table. So it's like, I'm in labor. You know, you're like, is it real labor? Am I going to go to the hospital? I'm like hunched over, like, hang on. I'm going to give myself an enema. <laughs> <laughs> Had you ever given yourself an enema before? No. no. And you know what? I'm here to tell you, in labor is not the time you want to do that for the first time. <laughs> not to mention you're so, you know when you're that pregnant you can barely reach your ass. Oh my god. I mean, I you know when you're like so pregnant it's hard to wipe. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I can just picture you like hunched over in a like in a contraction like in one. Oh. No, and I needed like I needed like a radial arm. I needed like the reacher. <laughs> oh my god, my stomach hurts so bad right now. But you oh. know what the moral of the story oh, is? God. I didn't poop on the table. Well, so. <laughs> mission accomplished. Success. Success. Oh. oh wow, God! I did not know we'd be talking about so much poop <laughs> i know who knew <laughs> oh my oh. gosh how's your week going well listen listen oh, no. i just need to say right right here and now 60 some episodes in okay i fail at self-care i am the very worst <laughs> and the story i'm about to tell you is an example of it oh, where no. i've just 
failed at self-care. Okay. Okay. okay so okay. I have crap teeth. Okay. I have terrible teeth. Okay. Um, no fault of my own. I take immaculate care of my teeth. In fact, anyone who knows me knows. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. You're like, a flosser. Oh, I brush and floss like all day long. Oh, yeah. Like I've left a party over something in between my teeth. Like I'm going to have to go home because <laughs> I forgot my purse floss. You know, I've got floss no. stuffed in the car, the, pur- the purse. Anyway. Yes. I'm obsessive about the care of my teeth because I have I, I have family members who have lost their teeth. Okay. It, we it like I, we're, I'm talking like genetically like like they have dentures. There's just yeah. Yeah. There's like no enamel on my teeth or something. Okay. So okay. I I have to be very vigilant about the dentist. But fun fact, I have a massive dental phobia. Oh, yes, I know this about you. Yes. Yeah, massive. I massive. mean it's it's it is terrible to the point where the last time I went in I was crying so hard that I was shaking and they went and got like multiple of the, um, you know, the blankets they put over you when you're getting your x-rays? Yeah, 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 yeah. They just like piled those on top of me to try to keep me still. <laughs> oh, Chris. And then they had to like have one nurse stand there and basically blot my tears because it was running into my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing like, at you. This wasn't when I was a child. This was last year. Uh- so... I'm a hot mess when it comes to going to the dentist. So, you know, it's this horrible cognitive dissonance of like, I've got to stay on top of this. And it's the last thing in the world I want to do. So the last time I went in, I had to have a root canal. I've now had four root canals. Oh, my gosh, Kristen. I know. I mean, you know, it's just it is I am hanging on to these teeth for dear life. Oh, girl. You know, and I know like, I mean. 10 years from now, my whole mouth is going to be crowns. But I just feel like if I can get to that point and I still have little nubbins of teeth that a crown can attach to that I've won, you know, like that's that's nubbins. Life goals is that I just life have goals. the nubbins that the crowns can attach to so I don't need dentures like other folks in my family who got them way younger than they should have. Oh, goodness gracious. Whoa. Um, so anyway, go in have this root canal. I'm losing my mind. I'm so anxious. And they're like, okay, we're going to put a crown on it. And I'm, you know, and they're, they're feeling nervous too. Like, oh, I don't think oh, they sure. even know what to do to me, you I'm know. Sure. So they're like, you know, we think we could get away with not putting a crown over top of the root canal. We're just going to fill it. But, you know, your tooth, the integrity of the tooth is compromised because we just pulled half of the middle of the tooth out. So we're going to try this. But we need you to watch it and come back in. Okay. And guess what I did, Sarah? Oh no, Kristen. Just didn't go Kristen. back in. For oh my god. Over a year, didn't go back in. Oh my god. And then it's like, you know, I feel that it feels a little ridgy. Yeah. <laughs> I oh god. Can feel that it oh. feels a little cracked. And then the other day I'm flossing and I push down by that tooth and realize if I push up, half this tooth is going to come up <gasps> with it. Oh my so gosh. My tooth is totally cracked down the middle. Okay. Which and now I went to a new dentist because my insurance changed. I mean, dental insurance just don't even get me started. It's the, the very worst. Right. I had to go to a new dentist and he's just disgusted with the whole situation. And he, this was his words to me. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to save it. <gasps> rude. So rude. Um, that's and then he doesn't rude. tell me what that means. So then all I, you know, all I had to go on is like, I'm going to lose a tooth and maybe I'm going to have an implant, which sounds so disgusting. So anyway, now I'm getting to in the midst of Christmas season because I'm going to Tokyo and I'm 
dead afraid of having some dental emergency in Tokyo where this tooth disintegrates in my mouth. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> so now I'm like frantically trying to get this whole thing fixed in the next week, which, you know, again, as we're going to get to, it's the week before Christmas. I have a million and one holiday concerts and parties and blah, blah, blah. And I guess I'm going to, you know, face down my fears and go in and have my tooth shaved down to a nubbin to put a crown on it. So that's what they do. They like shave the tooth down. Yes. Put, okay. Um, yeah, oh. they, it's not a nubbin, but they do. In order to get the crown over it, they sh- they they reduce the size of the tooth. Uh-huh. They give you a smaller tooth and then they pop that crown over top. And then you basically kind of have a fake tooth with that's attached to the root of your tooth. Are you sedated for these things or no? Oh, no. Mm-mm. So they just give you a local? Do you, I mean, do yeah, you have like your gas mouth. or whatever? Like, I mean, how are you going to you know, keep yourself from flipping out? I would flip oh, I'm out. Not. I'm not. I'm just going to be a hot mess. I mean, I was like on Ativan last time. Well, you need to take like double. I'm serious. I mean, I just that I makes did. me nervous. That makes me nervous I for you. I took so much that I Ubered myself home. Oh my gosh, Kristen, this is not even funny. I'm, no, it's terrible. I'm scared. It's I'm... so bad. No, and it's it's terrible. I mean, imagine, oh, it's just so gross. But I mean, imagine having someone shave half, you know, the outside of your tooth off. I mean, it's disgusting. Well, the thing is, yes, I mean, that it does. But, you know, these people are professionals. They do it all the time. I'm, I'm not concerned with, like, the actual act of what they're doing. I'm just afraid, like, while they're doing it, what's going on in your head. And, like, if you're just oh, going to no, all I'm of a sudden, just... like, fling your arms up and go running out with, like, because that's probably what well, I would do. <laughs> I don't do that because, know, you know, no. I, am co- I am codependent enough that I walk in trying to act like I'm fine. Oh, for sure. So midway through the last procedure, she notices I'm crying and she's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I just really have a phobia. She's like, oh, honey, why didn't you tell me? Oh, yeah. No. You know, I mean, I'm classic being an Enneagram 3. Like, I'm fine. What? I'm a normal person. Totally competent. I'm fine. Don't yeah. worry about me. Everything's fine. No, mm-hmm. I know. I'm, no, yes. I'm not crying. I just have allergies in my eyes. Um, Can someone go with you and hold your hand or does that make it worse? <laughs> I have, I I mean, you know, there were times that I had my ex go with me and do that, but I don't know that it really helps. See, it doesn't help me. I get like, just get out of my face. It's your not. Yeah. And I, um, another part of this is in addition to the cracked tooth, I also discovered that I need two crowns replaced. So I have a year of dental work ahead of me. Ugh. Oh my gosh. I can't like have someone come and hold my hand every time because this is like multiple procedures. Do you wear headphones and all that stuff so like you can't hear oh, it? Yeah. Mm, I put on my I put on my Wyndham Hill. I put on my Yanni. I have my New Age. <laughs> oh my God, Wyndham Hill! I was obsessed with Wyndham Hill in college. <laughs> of course, <laughs> the Christmas album Winter. Winter oh, was the name of the album. And that was so my favorite. <gasps> I'm going to like pull that up on Spotify right after we're done and listen oh, to Winter. Do you not Winter. still listen to them? Because I like fully still listen no, to them all the time. No, I have not even heard that name for like 20 years. I'm so <laughs> pumped right now. If you guys don't know what Wyndham Hill is, it's like, it's, it's instrumental, like instrumental new, new age. age. Yeah, it's like classical slash new age, very peaceful, very zen music oh you oh my gosh you can i used to listen to that while staring at my ansel adams photo (laughs) on my wall of a tree in the snow (laughs) that's so funny because it's really random did your parents listen to windham hill oh no i don't even know how i came across it but i did on my own and listened to it like when i study and listen to it they do that's how you got it i don't even know Mm -hmm. how i found it that's how i got in i think you know how i know i know 
because my boyfriend in college listened to it to sleep. That is oh. how. That is how. And I'd be shacking up over there at the fraternity house and listening to it. <laughs> that really <laughs> Sorry, makes Mom. me laugh that in the frat house, they're listening to Wyndham Hill. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Well, okay. That was a very informative update by both of us. <laughs> Let's take a quick break to talk about a new sponsor that makes a fantastic natural deodorant. You know, Chris and I are always talking about the natural deodorants. I've talked about being on a journey for quite some time trying to find a good one, and Myro is a great option. It is a great option. Yes, I am team natural deodorant. I was really excited to try this one, and I am a fan. First of all, um, the packaging is my very favorite. It comes in this cute push-up case, um, but I also have to talk about the scents because I'm all about scents. So their formula is made with essential oils that release over time. So instead of smelling B.O., you're smelling these essential oil scents, which are so good. They have one called Solar Flare, that's orange juniper and sunflower. They have one called Big Dipper, which is bergamot lavender. Um, that one's very kind of like hippie. Mm-hmm. Um, they have cabin number five, which is vetiver, patchouli, and geranium. Um, my favorite is chill wave, which is cucumber, jasmine, and spearmint. But Sarah, I'm curious, how does this one rate on the natural, clean, green ingredient scale? I'm happy to say super, super good. It's totally made to work and it's long lasting, but there are no toxic anything. 0% aluminum, 0% parabens. The ingredients are clinically tested for safety and efficacy. And so I don't really have any issues with it. So I love the scents. I love the packaging. Um, It also hits my trifecta trifecta of it's a subscription. Yay! I love my subscriptions so that you don't run out and have to run to the store. So you get a refresh every three months delivered right to your door, timed for when most people run out. They've done the research for you. Um, You can switch your scents or press pause or stop anytime you want. And because the case is refillable, Myro refills reduce plastic waste by approximately 50% versus typical drugstore deodorants. Myro has a great deal for our listeners today. Get 50% off your first order and get started for just five bucks. Visit mymyro.com slash selfie and use the promo code selfie. That's mymyro, M-Y-M-Y-R-O.com slash selfie and use the promo code selfie for 50% off your first order. Okay, so we haven't done two thumbs up in a while. We haven't. um, Because we were doing all the gift guides. But I just have some easy breezy thumbs up for everyone. Um, First off, we've talked about it a couple of times, but see, now I feel like I've gotten you on the bandwagon. So I have to talk about it again because everyone needs to know how amazing the Lisa Eldridge makeup videos are. I do. You've totally gotten me on the bandwagon. They are. They are meditation. Are they not? Oh, yeah. I mean, just her. It's like ASMR, but like visual. It is. So if you all don't know, this is a British makeup artist who has a YouTube channel that just does, you know, makeup tutorials. But it's not really about, although I have learned a lot of great tips from her. It's really more her voice and just Mm -hmm. what she talks about. And it's just, I can just get lost in them. And I'm telling you, (laughs) if you need... lost in her eyes. I'm lost in her eyes and her beautiful cat eye. But if you just need a break, 
I'm just telling you, go watch one. It will like your mind will kind of shut off. It will just kind of yeah. and go into a different place, which I need right now. Right. I need I need. Totally. I need. So that's my number one. I'm just saying go check them out. Listen to her pretty voice. Yeah. OK. She, she's really calming. It's like it's like um, who was the painter? The happy little trees oh, guy. Oh, yeah. Bob Ross. Yeah, it's Good it's like the new iteration of that. It is. I love her. And I knew I was on to something when you boxed me and was like, oh, I think I'm thinking of buying this because Lisa Eldridge talked about it. I'm like, yeah, she sucked you in. She has sucked totally. you in. She sucked you in. So that's my number one. My number two is I'm offering up as a holiday, as a holiday gift to everyone. I have a happy holidays playlist on Spotify that, I mean, I'm not wanting to like sound like braggadocious, but it's really good. And oh. um, mainly because, and I talked about this on Instagram a couple of weeks ago, um, I'm pretty um, passionate about my feelings on holiday music and that anything in the past 20 years I have no time for, really 30 years. Like, I mean, I am like- Oh, are we, we're going back to like- I'm Frank Sinatra. To Mel Torme. Bing Crosby, Johnny <laughs> yeah. Mathis. Okay. Um, okay. Like, You're old school. I am old old school. Now, there are a couple, of course, there's been some newbies that have come along and some songs here and there. But in general, like Charlie Brown Christmas, come on, like, is there anything better than that? No, not in my book. There's not. So I have, it's got like, I don't know, two and a half hours of songs on it. It's pretty good. I've had a lot of good feedback. So I'm going to link to it at selfiepodcast.com. And we'll link to it in the Facebook group as well. If you just want to listen to a nice Happy Holidays playlist that doesn't involve, like, 16-year-old Pop-Tarts ruining Jingle Bells or whatever. I'm over it. <laughs> okay. Well, this is funny because I don't like the old school stuff as much. What is wrong with you? I just think my parents overplayed it and I just got Ugh. tired of all of it. Oh. Oh. But I am like schizophrenic in my holiday music because I have a big, big holiday playlist on Spotify. I'll share mine too. I'm not sure anyone wants it though. But <laughs> why not? Mine is a mix of I've got like the singer songwriters. So mm -hmm. we've got the Sarah McLaughlin Christmas album. We've got James Taylor. We've got Sufjan Stevens. Right? Okay. In the same playlist, I also have every Glee Christmas album. Oh, now I sure loved Glee in the day. Okay. I don't know about their Christmas album, but I'd listen to it. Did you know that India and I went and saw Darren Chris in concert? Side well, note. Side note, I wish I was there with you because I'm in love with him. Well, I know. I told I told India that. I said Sarah James is in love with him. <laughs> was India like, what is wrong with her? Oh no, and India is too. But oh. I don't know if he's straight. I, I don't, don't know I don't, if he's I on our team. I don't think he I'm not sure, but I, I would it's guess. Hard to he's, say. It's hard to say. Hard to say. Hard to say. Hard to say. Um, but anyway, so it has Glee. And then it also has like Johnny Swim, like kind of folk Americana. So it's just all over the place. Okay. Well, I'm going to check it out. It kind of makes no sense. It makes sense only to me. Kelly Clarkson, she's on there. I like her um, Blue Christmas. Yeah. Actually, that's, she's so good. that's on my playlist. Like Kelly Clarkson and I think only two other people contemporary made it on the list and she was one of them oh speaking of kelly clarkson have you heard her singing never enough from the greatest showman no i don't oh even know gosh. what that is i don't even know what the greatest showman is sarah are you serious <laughs> yeah what i don't what no what i'm so shocked that you haven't watched this with your daughter the musical with hugh jackman i have no clue what you're talking about <laughs> sarah <laughs> is it's it a, a movie, movie. 
Yeah, it's a movie musical. It came out like a year and a half oh, ago. Kristen, you know I don't go to movies. Well, I don't go to movies either, but we own it and my kids watch it like all day, every day. I mean, is it good? Malou's going to flip. She's going to she love is? it. Yes. Okay. It's Did- by the same guys that wrote La La Land and the same guys that wrote um, Dear Evan Hansen. I love Dear Evan Hansen, of course. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Bald. And it's like this very – it's very Baz Luhrmann feeling, the movie itself. Okay. It's got um, Hugh Jackman. It's got um, – oh, of course, now I can't remember anyone's name. Zendaya is in it. Okay. Okay, fine. Um, who's the young hottie f- um, from High School Musical? Oh, I'd, oh, 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 yeah. Zach Efron. Zach Efron. Zach Efron, yes. He's in it looking very nice, too. Okay. Yeah, you need to watch it with Malou. Okay. The songs are really good. Okay, I will. But they did a mixtape of it, and Kelly Clarkson sings the, like, big anthem. Okay. It's I, really good. I have good. a lot to check out. I have a lot to check out. Really you really do. I just, I want you to report back to me on how much Malou freaks out about this movie. Okay, I will. I will. And then it's going to be all she wants to listen to. Oh, great. Okay. My two thumbs up. My number one, um, I am anticipating traveling to Japan. And I have this constant issue of forgetting my phone cord. Constant. Okay. Or all cords. Yeah, cords. So I just bought a cord cable organizer that is going to live in my suitcase. I'm going to buy extras of every cord. I'm going to buy an extra Roku extra laptop cord, extra phone cord, and it is my cord go bag. So I found this great like cord organizer on Amazon. I mean, it just, you know, it has like the little elastic, um, you know, pockets that you can pop them in. Yeah. It zips up, but I'm very excited about it. Oh, yeah. I always forget cords. Actually, I don't always. I have it on my little list. So I usually don't forget them on leaving, but I usually leave them in hotel rooms. That's my problem. Oh, my gosh. I absolutely do that, too. Ugh, so I'm hoping that this is going to keep me organized, like, to remember also, like, as I'm packing that thing up, like, oh, grab the cord off the nightstand. Yes. Yes. You report back so on that. So here's hoping. Yeah. Here's hoping. Okay. My other recommendation is um, I have, as you do, wavy hair that I never wear and it's natural waves. Yes. So – you know, it's like I have wavy hair, then I blow dry it straight, then I give it a different curl. Oh, yes. Fist bump on that one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I've been trying to figure out a way to wear my natural curls sometimes. Not every day, but, you know, the heat and then on top of that, the flat iron is not great. Right. So I need an option, but I could not – what I couldn't find is the right product. Like what's the right thing that's going to make my hair lay flat, but it's not going to be crunchy. Right. But it's not going to be greasy or oily. And that if I do decide, and this is the bigger part, if I do decide I want to run a flat iron just through a few pieces, that it doesn't have alcohol in it or it's not, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's not no. going to yes, absolutely. be bad if I put heat on it. So I ended up finding a product at Ulta, although they have it on Amazon too. Um, it's the Diva Curl line, which is totally made for curly hair. And yeah, it's the Wave that. Maker texture whip and it is the perfect like take out the frizz lay it down give it a little texture but it's like you know free of like the silicones and phthalates and all the bad stuff nice and you can totally run a flat iron over it Ooh, and i like whipped things whipped things like that it's nice that particular texture works really well on hair like ours yeah 
I'm crazy very excited waves. that I found the the product. Oh, very good. Does it smell good? Yeah, it smells great. Okay, that's always good. You know, that's yeah. important. And I'm on day two. I'm on day two, and it still feels pretty good. Well, there you go. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Okay. Well, we have some really great sponsors. I'm excited to tell you guys. It's called StoryWorth. And StoryWorth makes it super easy and fun for your loved ones to share their stories with weekly emailed story prompts. And at the end of the year, they'll get their stories bound in a beautiful hardcover book. Yeah, such a great idea, such a meaningful gift for for both parties. So you purchase a subscription for someone you love, and then every week, StoryWorth sends them an email with one question about their life. And then all they have to do is respond to the email with their story, or they can record it over the phone, which is great because, you know, you might want to do this with someone that's not super computer savvy. Yes. They can call the StoryWorth number. All the stories are private and they're only shared with the family member that you choose. And then, like you said, in a year, they're all bound into this really beautiful keepsake book. It's really such a cool idea. And it's such a great way to stay in touch with family all over the country and the world. Um, But also a really good way to learn more about your relatives. So Mm -hmm. I'm giving this gift to my dad. And anyone who knows my dad knows that he is like the world's greatest storyteller. I mean, the man and the stories, they just go on and on and on. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) They really do. And so I kind of, I want to have all of these stories forever, you know? So I cannot wait to see the hardcover book at the year's end. It's going to be so cool. I kind of want to read your dad's too, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I know, seriously. So good. So good. Yeah, and I love the way that this just kind of honors the person you're giving it to. I mean, it's telling them, like, I I value you and I value your life and your story. I think that there's something really powerful in that. Absolutely. So we have a great gift deal for you guys this week. For $20 off, you can visit storyworth.com slash selfie. Once again, storyworth.com slash selfie for $20 off when you subscribe. Good deal. Well, we have one more sponsor to chat about, and it's one of our favorites, Outdoor Voices. Um, We are big believers in this company. They believe that this whole harder, faster, stronger idea is not necessarily always better. So they design gear and clothing for doing things, being active, and having fun. Yes. You know, I'm so on board with this philosophy. As you know, um, I decided to stop with the full bore crazy workouts and started walking every morning instead. Mm -hmm. And I always do it with my blue outdoor voices doing things hat. It's like you always have that thing on. (laughs) That hat is always on. I think people like know me all around my neighborhood. Um, But outdoor voices really encourages living happy, healthier, more sustainable lives through daily exercise of any form. It's really more about getting out there and trying than setting a record. Yeah, it's really a relatable company, but I love their workout clothing. Whether you're wanting to add some pieces to your workout wardrobe or looking for something kind of specific to an activity like running shorts, Outdoor Voices has really great gear for everything. Their clothing is engineered to perform and it's designed to have fun with a fabric offered for every kind of activity. Um, They have a signature textured compression line and that one hugs and sculpts and offers support if you're hiking or jogging or walking. I really like that one a lot. They also have a tech sweat a tech sweat TM, which is a cool to the touch material that wicks sweat and keeps you dry during really intense workouts. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of their muscle tees and the warm up leggings are awesome. I have pretty much so good. Aren't they so good? I've pretty much replaced I love them. 
all of them with Outdoor Mm -hmm. Voices. So we have a great deal for you. For 20% off your first order of $100 or more, visit OutdoorVoices.com slash selfie and enter the promo code selfie. Once again, that's OutdoorVoices.com slash selfie. Enter the promo code selfie for 20% off your first order of $100 or more. All right. Let's talk about this whole holiday stress thing. You know, I have to say it's funny because I've really been... I've really been in a lot of stress this month. And I know a lot of it has just been around like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. You know, I have this to cook for and this to bake for and this concert to go to Uh, and this party. And then I need to buy all the gifts and send all the cards. And I really had a little come to Jesus meeting with myself because I was like, you know what, Kristen, Um, you don't get to stress like the world is coming to an end over parties and concerts. Uh, Yes. Like – You know, and I just, I was really feeling frustrated with myself, just that I could be this rattled over the holidays. Yes. No, I know, but so many people are. And I know. You're right. You're right. I mean, like, when you really think of it in terms of, like, this is such a first world problem, but at the same time, it's still causing an enormous amount of stress and emotional for people. You know, subjective, obviously. Exactly. My therapist. She always says that to me whenever I get that way about anything where I'm like, well, you know what? Who am I to be stressed about this when there's all of this going on in the world and all these horrible things happening and I'm just being selfish and yada, yada, yada. But the fact of the matter is it's so stressful, Um, especially the family component, I think. You know, it's easy for us to feel overwhelmed with all of the concerts because it never fails. Like you said, there are always at least 14 programs going on and parties. And I can see definitely how you were like, okay, Kristen, but it still all adds up. And then you add like the big things on top, like the emotions of it all, um, family stressors. It's just a tough time. It is. It is. It is a lot. I mean, and I think, you know, especially if you have kids, the overscheduling is real. It is real. I mean, my kids this week, we've got, you know, literally, I mean, my kids have a concert on Saturday. Another one has one on Monday. There's another one Thursday during school. Right. And then, you know, they decide to do like a multicultural feast. And then there's class parties for every kid. Exactly. That they want the parents to come to. Now, I will say this. I have begun opting out of those because, you know, first of all, my kids do not care if I'm at a class party. Right. But second of all, I have just too much. Like, this is not the week to require my presence. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Talk to me in March. (laughs) I do have to say that when I was thinking about tips for the whole self-care during the holidays thing. I think the one thing that I have become really good at that I used to not be good at, and it sounds like maybe you are getting better at it as well, is just saying no. Like that is my number one tip. And I know it is way harder for some than others to like muster it up, muster the courage up to say no to something. And it's not just the courage. It's just, you know, people want to help. They want to be of help. They want to be of service and they want to show up. Um, But like, I, I really am just No, I say no more than I say yes now. I don't go to half the parties I'm invited to um, because I know for me personally, that is going to wear me slick and then I'm good for nothing 
um, with my family, with my work. I mean, some people can do that. You know, some people are very extroverted. They love parties. It fills them with energy. Like my husband is a perfect example. No, for me, it's the exact opposite. I feel depleted. I have no energy. And I always feel like, I don't know, do you feel this way? When I do go to parties, holiday parties and such, it's always like the people that I want to talk to the most, I never end up even like getting to them. You know? You, oh my gosh. It's right? so true. It's like you go because you think that you want this particular connection. Yes. And then it like so often can can just not be that and it can just be like a full social tax, but you never know. Right. You never know. So I've just, I've just gone ahead and sometimes I've had to kind of tackle my FOMO about it, especially in this age of Instagram and you see everything that's going on. Sometimes yep. it's hard for me really to see things going on and I'm like, oh man, like that sucks. I wish I was there or, you know, whatever. Um, but I, I know in the end, most of the times it's better if I just say no, if I feel like it's going to be taxing because I just don't have that much extra to give right now. See, I... I, I, I can't say no, you yeah. know, and I think part of it is too, that I don't want to hurt feelings, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like I don't want people to feel like I don't want to come celebrate with them, but like, okay, this is my schedule. This is my schedule from, from today on out tonight, Nutcracker at the Segerstrom tomorrow, a Kwanzaa party. Um, Sunday night, I'm singing at Beer and Hymns. Monday night, we have our neighborhood progressive dinner. Tuesday, I actually have a free day. <laughs> Wednesday, my kids have a choir concert at night. Right. Thursday, we're going to Winterfest at OC right. Fairgrounds. Friday, I'm hosting a Buddy the Elf spaghetti bar. Saturday, another <laughs> friend's having a cheese party. Sunday, another friend's having a party. Christmas Eve, we go to brunch with friends. Um, you know, it's that's my week. Well, see, I I would not be able to, I would not be able to make it through that, and I mean I and I don't mean that in like an overly dramatic, but I I'm serious. I would not. Well, I don't be know able that I can either. But these that. are all people I love, and I desperately want to be at these things. Well, you know, if you desperately want to be there, I guess there's like no other choice. But for me, my stress and anxiety always manifests in physical physical symptoms. So it's not just that oh. I'm feeling overwhelmed or I'm a little bit, you know. Um, nippy with my kids and I'm just kind of irritable, I will actually get sick or something will start hurting. And I will, it's just, yeah. it, and so I finally got to the point, I was not always like this about saying no, trust me. But at this day and age, 44 years old, I'm to the point now where I'm like, I don't want to feel sick on Christmas day. And um, right. if I keep doing all of these things leading up to it, I most definitely will. And it does suck. And I don't want to hurt people's feelings. But the more fluffy type parties, I don't, I'm not really that concerned with, right? Lots of people. No one's sitting there going, why isn't Sarah here? Right. I mean, you know, no one cares. Um, and it, may, it might be that I'm really just getting rid of the fluff because uh, I still want yeah. to make it to the things that matter to me. But I have to, like, cut all of the fluff out to make it to those. I don't know. It's just... I wish well, I could do more. I, I wish what I could. I have tried to do, because I knew this week was kind of like the mad dash of social. Right. And so what I have tried to do is I tried to finish my work so that I don't have to actually work this weekend or all next week. Yes. Which I want to also say that I totally recognize that's a privilege not afforded to everyone. Yeah. And I yeah. can do that because I work from home. Um, I can't imagine how people do this, you know, if they're in a nine to five that doesn't give this, you know... <sighs> I know. This time off. I know. I would be falling over. So I'm going to try to take, you know, take off so that during the day, 
I'm not actually doing anything other than prepping for these parties, both, you know, with food and then emotionally. (laughs) (laughs) Doing some like heavy meditation. No, but yeah. I know. And I and I also hate that I sound like I'm like stressed and taxed by part. Like I don't want to be that person. No. I hate that. No. No. I don't want to be that person either. And I, I probably sound like the horrible person right now. But well, but um, but it's, it's I mean, the anxiety is real. The you know, there's real. a there is a um post that went viral. I think it's a couple years old. It's by someone named Laurelyn Fanning, and it's to the moms of littles during the holiday. And she says this, and I really love this. She says um, you need to say no right now, even to yourself when you want to do something fun. If it makes you yell, it's a no. Oh, oh, which I'm like, oh, crap, because I do. Yes. I, I can get in that place for sure. But, but you know, I will say by that criteria, I should not take holiday photos with my children. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's always the beginning of. Yes. Um, But then she says. You know, listen, the only person who expects you to accomplish all the things on your list is you. You have to extend grace to yourself. You can apologize for showing up with the grocery store cupcakes if you want, but you don't have to say sorry for choosing your kids and your sanity over perfectly piped buttercream icing. Oh, yeah. um, I just, she, it's such a good post. We'll link it up in the, in our, um, in the selfie podcast community on Facebook. But I just, I definitely think there's something about that, about like trying to do all the things and right. then kind of sacrificing our sanity and our kids in the middle of it. I know. Because to me, I just feel like it's really about my my kids' experience. I mean, I just remember how much Christmas was so magical for me as a child. And, you know, the things I remember are looking at the Christmas lights and, you know, seeing Santa. And I want those things for my kids. So like, yeah, they're definitely going to take priority over finding the perfect gift or making the perfect Christmas cookies. You know, I just, um, cause I do have a tendency to be a perfectionist and oh my gosh, me too. You too. You too. We both have it, which is kind of funny. Cause I think we'll talk about this in a little bit about the gift giving thing somehow in my Enneagram three, I don't know how it missed me. Like I'm not a crazy I don't get crazy about giving the perfect gift. Like, it doesn't stress me out like it does a lot of people I know. I don't know oh, why. I, it does I, me. Like, like, it does certain people named Kristen Howerton. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I am thinking about every single person and what they need and want and would be delighted by. Totally. Yeah, I buy for my nieces and nephews, and then I still buy for my exes. Because, you know, that's that weird thing with divorce is like, I didn't divorce them. Right, right. And I've always bought them gifts. And so it feels weird to just be like, well, Mark and I broke up, so you don't get gifts from me now. <laughs> exactly. You know? No, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm still buying for that whole side of the family and right. his parents. Because again, I didn't break up with his parents and they were my family for 20 years. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got a good, you know, 12 people over on that side I'm buying for. My siblings have a million children. Yeah. And even grandchildren. So I have so many people to buy for. But like, I kind of also, though, feel like this is like a touch point with me and each individual niece or nephew. I mean, I'm just I guess I'm sentimental about it. Like I, I want to buy for each kid, like I want to buy for the kid who's having a baby. And I want to buy for the kid who just went to college. And I want to, you know, I made Austin a a um, Shutterfly book of all of his travels. Like I, I want 
to show each kid how much I love them at Christmas. Yeah, no, and that's, I mean, that is a beautiful thing. That absolutely is. But, but like, it is exhausting. But yeah, coupled with your need to have the best present, to like find the best thing, I'm sure that is its whole, its own stress right there. Just, and it's not that I, it's not that I feel like I'm in competition with anyone. No. It's just that I literally do, I want to make each family member feel like I see them and I thought of them and I love them. Right. Which, you know, but I will say this. I, because I know that I do this every year, I start really early. So I had my holiday cards ordered on um, Halloween (laughs) and I had most, I know, and I had most of the cousin gifts purchased by Thanksgiving. Oh, see, that's amazing. That's good. I mean, I, and I think a lot of this just has to do if you want to get into the whole productivity part of it. And like, I, I don't really want to right now. But, you know, pre- preparation is everything. And, yeah. you know, if you take the time early enough to prepare for at least we're talking about the gift giving, the parties, all of that stuff, um, you can make it a lot easier on yourself. Now, like, yeah. the family boundaries and things, that's a whole other story. <laughs> Well, let's talk about that because I was really surprised to see if you guys are not in our selfie podcast community group on Facebook. Here's why I recommend it. It's such a great place to talk about the things that you would never talk about on real Facebook because your family can see it. Exactly. Yes. And so when I posted last week about like family cutoffs, it was fascinating how many people wanted to talk about that and how mm-hmm. many of us are living with either partial or full cutoffs from relatives. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people a lot talking of people. about it. Yeah. Well, because, you know, it's one of those things you don't talk about, you know, you don't want to talk about that on Facebook, obviously. Right. And, you know, nobody wants that to be like their holiday meme, like, huh, happy holidays. <laughs> I don't speak to my mom anymore, you know? <laughs> no, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that whole thing, I think the holidays is really ripe with um, highlighting and over-exaggerating, like, our relational deficits. You know, it, it can feel like everyone else has a family. It can feel like everyone else has a spouse. You mm-hmm. know, it's like yes. if you don't have all of that in alignment in your life, the holidays just feel like a time where it's it's on display. It's like a magnifying glass. Yes. Yes. That is true. That that is so true. I never even really thought about it that way. But it's it's so easy to just feel defeated if you do have a family cut off or if you're divorced or you know all of these things. And I think that almost everyone feels this to a certain degree whether it is a family cut off or what have you. I think everybody it it, do, it does really point out the deficits in your life. And it's not supposed to, but I feel like it just it just does, especially with social media. Like I said earlier, you know, just that the FOMO, the like looking through your feed and seeing all the smiling faces and all of that stuff. It's just like someone's hammering over your head, you know? Yeah, totally. You know, and I think a lot of us have had to draw boundaries in order to keep our holidays sane with certain relatives. I know for me, you know, we kind of had to do a like, we will not talk politics. Yeah. Like that will not happen. Exactly. And if that happens, I will leave, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've had to keep things shorter 
with, yes. you know, with certain relatives, um, really lay out expectations of what's going to happen. I no longer stay. Um, I'll get a hotel. Yes. You know, I no longer stay in, in certain houses where it feels like sometimes I need an escape from the dynamics. Yeah. Um, you know, those aren't fun boundaries to put in place, but my holidays used to really suck because I didn't have those things in place. Yeah. I think that, um, those are such good things to implement. And, you know, Dustin gave me some really good advice about the holidays long ago and, you know, dealing with certain family members. And he was just like, it it might seem weird to you, but you really just have to keep it top line. And I've always carried that along with me. Like you just, there are just certain people that you just cannot go deep with. You can't even, you can't even like stick your foot in a foot, you know, it's like shallow end, how are you doing? How is the weather? And although yep. it may make you feel sad inside that that's all there is, it's it's for the better. And he has really taught me that. And I mm-hmm. do. I have to adhere to that. Just top line. I t- it's like I, I have a mantra before I head in to situations. I'm like, keep it top line. Just, you know, smiles and top, top, top line. Keep it in the shallow end. So... Totally. And one of the other things I have found is just like we get in trouble when there's nothing to do and we're just kind of sitting. Oh my and gosh, so yes. I try to plan things like, okay, let's let's all go see a Christmas carol. Let's all go drive and look at holiday lights. I'll bring like adult coloring books. So everyone has like there's a thing to do. It's almost like so there's an external like you know what it is? It's like parallel play. You know, when yes. kids are little yes. and they're not doing cooperative play yet, they're just doing the same thing yes. adjacent to each other. Yes. I feel like with some family members, that's the best you can get is no. adjacent activities. That is such a good point. And I by, I love the idea of the adult coloring books because there is nothing worse than that awkward silence and mm-hmm. you, everyone is thinking the same thing and no one knows exactly what to do with it or where to go. And it's, and to have that's oh, my parallel play. That, that's genius, Kristen, you know, really. Well, I mean, I will say that it's kind of what I do with my ex. I mean, my ex and I spend the holidays together. We, you know, we fully like do the family thing, but like we, you know, on Christmas Eve, we have a tradition of we take the kids on a boat ride and look at the holiday lights. Yeah. And then we, you know, he comes over when they open gifts and then like, so our time together is like focused on an activity. Yeah. I think that's such a good thing. it's just way easier that way. And probably why a lot of people like to bust out the games. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Although that can... Although the competitiveness, yeah. (laughs) That can go wrong too. I will tell you, (laughs) I won't say on what side, but someone got punched at one of my holiday gatherings. No, 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 no. In my family over a game. Oh, Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Oh, my Mm -hmm. goodness. Yeah. Okay, so maybe not the games. Maybe (laughs) not the games. That was a bad idea. Keep it light. Keep Keep it it light. light. Keep it light. We have um, uh, one person and one side of the family that brings a big old gigantic plastic bin of party hats, like funny Christmas party hats. I love that. And, you know, it's a great idea because everybody wants to get into the hats and everyone's taking selfies with, you know, other people and like running around with the party hats. It's a it's a great idea. Like you said, it's just it's like something easy to do. Everyone has something to do. It's a mm-hmm. great idea. It's a super great idea. Um, I did want to say that, you know, I have been trying to up my... um 
little short meditations in the morning um, yes. just with my app that I like. You know, I, I know it's not for a lot, but there are actually some that I listen to that are only three minutes, oh, which yeah. are super helpful. And there was like this little micro practice meditation. I did a couple. Uh, Is this the Calm app it's or the, the other I do one? the Simple Habit app. The Simple Habit. Mm-hmm. I know I have them both and I go back and forth. And what I really liked about Simple Habit is because they have a couple specific topics right now, like holiday stress, holiday blues, dealing with relatives. They have one that I love called Reduce Stress Without Drinking, which I thought was a really interesting meditation. Ooh. But there was this one called Self-Care for the Holidays, and I just wanted to like put it out there. It was a couple of, it was only three minutes long, and it was a couple of mantras to kind of say to yourself and I just thought they were really lovely so I've been kind of trying to use these even when I'm like driving in my car to say to myself I'm feeling stressed and um I love the first one it was like this holiday season may I see the joys in front of me big or small which I thought was lovely um so good may I have the strength to rest when I need rest may I be kind to myself and others if things are not perfect and good may I offer myself love and care I just thought this I love that I know they kind of got me a little verklimp I think it's a good thing to let yourself rest when you need the rest be kind to yourself it's a it's it's a stressful time for a lot of people but that's good I love those I need to write those down (laughs) I'll email them to you do it well Well, let's put them in the show notes too we'll put them in the show notes and we'll put them on the Facebook community So um, next week, we're taking off for the holidays. We are. We are. So we wish you guys a very, very happy holidays. Mm-hmm. And we'll come back in the new year. Thanks for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us over at Instagram at, at Selfie Podcast. And make sure to join our uber supportive community that we love on Facebook by searching for Selfie Podcast Community. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so that you can catch up with us next week. Special thanks to Shepherd Audio for providing our music. Take care.